What is going on everybody? This is Cooper's Chalk Talk with the 19th episode. Sorry for the long layoff. Lots of stuff going on. Um, buying a house, work, summertime is kind of crazy. So sorry for the long wait for the next one to come out. So I know it's been about three weeks since the last one came out. So I'm going to try to pump out, try to pump out a couple maybe this upcoming week and the upcoming week to kind of get back on track. But First things first, um, things I'm going to kind of talk about today, I'm actually going to be doing a mock draft with you guys, um, just going through, um, you know, drafting in a 10-person draft, so I'm going to have it kind of set up to where my draft is, you know, it's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, um, one normal flex, which is a running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then I do one receiving flex, so it's a flex for receiver and tight end, and then a kicker and defense, I don't draft that in the actual mock drafts, um, but that's kind of what you guys can kind of be expecting in the actual mock draft. And then I'm also going to be going through some stocks of just with a lot of anticipation for this upcoming week um, with the Fed fixing to cut rates um, either a quarter of a point or half a point. I think it's at this point, I think it's a little over 80% more likely that it's about a quarter of a point cut. But nonetheless, very, very exciting. Um, I think that it's going to be a really big injection of um, just increase in overall stock market in general. I feel like the market's going to be kind of crazy this upcoming week. So I kind of put this on my own personal Instagram last week that if you guys want to invest, I would do it very early on this week because I think from Monday through, you know, in all honesty, you're going to be seeing a pretty strong rise for the next, you know, I would say anywhere from week to, you know, even month and a half of just kind of constant raise just because this this is a really big deal just for overall um, profitability for companies. And um, just it, it just kind of will kind of ignite the um, the business sector as well. So I think a lot of a lot of stock are going to see a really big jump. And at the same time, is there's actually a lot of stocks that are actually announcing this upcoming week. Um, so I'm actually going to start with some of the stocks stuff, just because you know I, I've actually it's kind of funny. I do all kinds of different topics and and everything stuff that I kind of find interesting. That's kind of the reason why I do this is what I find find interesting. But um, the funny thing is that every time I do the stock stuff, I I get pretty much hit up kind of constantly on my personal one as well as um, my uh, the obviously the chalk talk um, actual Instagram of just wanting more information on the stock market. Um, so I'm going to try to kind of deliver that as that seems, you know, once again, what that's what people are kind of asking for. So this upcoming week, you have a couple really big announcers. I think something that's kind of exploded is beyond meat. Um, I, once again, I posted something on my Instagram today of just, um, they're making sausages. I have a couple buddies that are really, really big into actual beyond meat as well. Um, just from an actual commercial customer that they enjoy the thing, you know, they, they're trying to go to that more vegan lifestyle. Um, they're trying to do a bunch of different things and there's beyond meets one option. So, um, so they kind of report this upcoming week, which will be exciting because, you know, I think they opened at like $60 and you know, they're from what I last saw, I had a buddy who he just told me he sold at one twenty. Um, so, you know, he doubled his, doubled his income. So on what he actually put into it. So, and I, I know they're well, well above that 120 mark right now. So that's exciting to see that they're going to be announcing Apple's announcing, which is going to be kind of interesting. Cause once again, I'm talking about all these highs. Apple is one that I am not not bullish on at all. I think they're going to be quite the opposite. I think they're having a ton of difficulty because they actually just announced they're going to be making their next MacBook Pro in China rather than Texas. Um, and, you know, once again, as well as, you know, Trump and China kind of has have this tariff kind of truce right now. So nothing is really is really going on with it. 
I think Trump tweeted out something last week that, you know, that if Apple does decide to go ahead and in fact produce all their stuff in China, that they will get, um, they will get taxed for it. So once again, a really big deal. Um, and from a customer standpoint as well as, you know, Apple's all already extremely expensive. All of a sudden you throw tariffs and stuff like that. It's only going to make all their products more expensive. You're almost going to start phasing out a portion of the actual society of, you know, while everybody wants to be cool and wants to have that iPhone and wants to have, you know, their AirPods and everything like that, the amount of people that are actually going to be able to afford that those kind of items once you kind of throw on more just overall cost of the products is going to become less and less. And at the same time is, you know, all these other manufacturers, you know, at some point something's going to hit for Samsung or Nokia or something, um, those Galaxy, something's going to hit eventually to where it's going to catch a certain portion of the audience that people pull away from Apple that are just like, I just can't afford to get it. And this other product is starting to get better and better. And I just will go towards this. So, um, so I think that'll be kind of a fascinating announcement. Um, and then just a couple other ones, General Motors is announcing this upcoming week, which I think will be a really big one. Just in general, the auto market has been terrible. Um, I'm relatively, you know, moderately invested in Tesla. Um, and they really, really just fell off a cliff this past week there. They actually announced their numbers and then they actually had their numbers re-edited and audited um, and put back out. So they misannounced. So they're actually way worse than what they thought. Um, with that one, of their chairman's actually stepped down from his position. Stock fell, let's see, it was at 265 and I think it's trading at like 228 right now. So almost about a $40 drop in about 24 hours. So pretty substantial loss there with Tesla. Um, once again, I think Tesla, you know, we're talking about how kind of Apple's kind of pricing people out. I think Tesla's finding a way to try, they're, they're trying to price people in because so many other automakers are making electric cars that are so much more affordable. Well, they're not the Tesla brand. Um, they're still electric cars, so people can still feel good about buying these other cars. And I think that that's something they're gonna have to try to figure out is, you know, how do we bring the price mark down to a certain degree? And at the same time is, you know, how do we still maintain that great image? Because there's no way they're going to be able to compete with like, you know, a Chevrolet Volt. We need to cost, you know, I think they think cost like, you know, $18,000 or, um, you know, Tesla, I think the lowest costing Tesla is like 30 grand or something. So, um, so that's going to be kind of interesting. I'm also kind of interested to see what Tesla has because I think coming in two years, they're going to have the, the trucks that are coming out. Um, they have the semis that they already kind of have going in production as well. I think that the first order of those semis actually got, got in production or got like actually out on the roads. I believe like last month or something. I think it was relatively soon. Um, and the kind of cool thing about um, about Tesla as well as just kind of going off on this little tangent about them is um, living in Arizona, obviously, you know, they, they have a ton of sunroofs. I think that that are, you know, the solar panels on the roof. I think that that is something that's going to be extremely big as their company kind of evolves, um, kind of getting into that. Because just I was looking up just a normal panel, the average panel of one of those solar the one of the just normal solar panels um i don't have the actual dimensions of it but one of those panels a normal you know residential panel that goes on the house it increased the value of your house almost by six thousand dollars so with that being said is it increased the value of your house become you know you actually get a check every month because you're saving energy and at the same time is you know i had somebody tell me they're like you know it's actually you know if you kind of get them in, installed in a certain way um, they're very, very price friendly. And, you know, on the long term of the house, you know, you're going to own this house for 10, 15 years, you're going to get your money back and then some, you're going to be saving a ton of cash. So I think that's going to be kind of interesting, just kind of down the pipeline of Tesla. You know, once again, you know, I, I said this before on this podcast, whenever you invest, you know, it's important that you kind of watch it and, you know, you, you get out when you feel like you need to, but some of these stocks, you know, you kind of get in, you, you have to hold for a certain amount of time. And, 
um, you know, Tesla I invested in, you know, it's crushing to see him drop 40 bucks. But at the same time, Tesla is not a stock that I plan to kind of exit anytime soon. It's a Tesla, it's a stock that I kind of invested in. I want to stay in because to me, Tesla is one of those stocks that can go from being a $200 stock to a thousand dollar stock. You know, I just, that's just the belief that I have in that actual, um, that actual brand. So, um, going into some other stuff as well. Um, let's see any other big ones that are announcing this upcoming week. Verizon's earnings is is announcing on Thursday, which the really good thing about Verizon, I've talked about this as well, is they are a really, really big dividend company. So they always pay dividends really, really well. So um, so once again, that's a company that I always think about investing. It's one that I probably should invest, but you know, unfortunately I have not. Um, and then Qualcomm's um, reporting as well, kind of a big, big deal, but not, nothing really newsworthy that I've really read anything about Qualcomm, to be honest with you. Um, one actual stock that I find kind of interesting is the actual General Electric. Um, just kind of reading through it, I, I didn't, I didn't really realize this. They're not announcing this upcoming week, but um, they've been actually a really big um, company to take a hit due to the actual Boeing crisis. Um, I had no idea, but GE actually makes the actual engines for the Boeing seven thirty seven, and Boeing seven thirty sevens are all grounded right now. So that has a very bad, you know, connotation for GE because they're not building any new planes right now currently because they're trying to figure out their kind of next steps with it. And then with that being said is with them not building it, they're not building any new engines as well. So kind of a stock to kind of watch. I think GE is kind of slumping. So I think that'll be kind of fascinating to see. And then um, just kind of getting into some of the stuff as far as what to kind of expect with um, with this actual cut, because, you know, I think that's the biggest thing to kind of come, you know, that this Fed is cutting. So, you know, it's the first cut since like 2008, I believe. Um, so once again, I think that there's expectations that there's going to be another rate cut in like maybe the latter part of the year as well, September, October. So my expectations are going to do a quarter point cut now and they're going to do another quarter quarter point quarter point cut at the end of the year as well so make it a half point cut for the entirety of the year and once again that's i think it's trying to you know i think it's trying to protect some of the things that are kind of looming as well because you know once again if this tariff battle between china kind of increases and all these products go you're going to see a big it's going to have a it's going to have a bad impact on the actual um on the actual just stock market in general is because, you know, all these, pro- all these products are going to get more expensive. You're going to see reporting get worse and worse just because people aren't going to be able to afford it. Um, and with that being said is I think actual retail stocks right now, because I'm just being very honest with you, anytime stocks, anytime I feel like there's that people feel like they have accessible income. I feel like one of the main things that happens is people go and spend their money. And the easiest thing to go spend money on is going to target, buying clothes, going to the mall, buying clothes. Like those kind of things are the easiest things to spend money on, especially when you have a little bit of extra coin in your pocket. So there's a couple stocks that I think that have some potential, um, especially like right now, you know, you, you look at, you know, Amazon, of course, anytime, you know, they're going to see a big boost with that, but you know, target, you know, I think they announced their best numbers, um, this past quarter that they ever have before. So, you know, you look at some of these companies and you're like, geez, it's, it, they're already high. Are they going to keep going? And you know, that's one like Lululemon, they're trading at 190. It blows my mind that a company that makes spandex pants and tops is trading at 190 bucks. But no matter what girl you ever talk to in the entire United States, they all love Lululemon. And even though it's trading at 190, you know, if you had the money to put into it and you could buy a lot of stock, I feel like Lululemon's one that's, it's going to be in the 220 range. You know, that's just what's going to, 
That's what's on the foreseeable future just because they're going to continue reporting well because people are going to have extra money in their pocket to put in. Um, and at the same time, they're going to be able to to kind of use that. And at the same time, they're coming out with new clothes all the time. You know, going in there, you talk to the – you go and look at their stuff and, you know, they're not a company that just remains doing the same stuff over and over again. You know, I'm a guy. Um, you go and look at their guy stuff and their guy stuff's incredible. One of my buddies, he works um, he works actually in D.C., for for the for the government so you know he goes he goes and works at these places every day he has to wear like a suit and tie the pants he wears is lululemon pants because they're comfortable um so i think that that's something you know they're they're just going to continue getting better and better and you know target's trading at 87 bucks right now so once again you look at their overall look at their overall 52 week you know their high has been 90 bucks they're trading 87 you know but there's no reason why this stock isn't trading at over 100 bucks you know especially with this point cut people you know people are going to go to target and shop and it's an easy thing and the you know one of the most common memes out there is whenever you whenever you walk into target you walk out with like art and pants and clothes and pots and pans and all kinds of shit so you know once again i just think that there's a lot of potential upcoming especially in that market um and you know i'm gonna just kind of touch on um cgc you know cgc took a huge 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 hit um you know their ceo was basically just handing out stock to employees so you know they, they were losing a ton of cash that way they said that they were going to be profitable by 2021 so you kind of look at that you're like oh well you know why would i invest in this company the, the, the outlook it looks so bleak but once again the you look in the marijuana market and there's only going to be growth, especially in the next two years. So, you know, same thing we were talking about before, like Tesla, you know, like, oh, like you invest in it, you're going to watch this thing's ticket, you know, you know, CGC, you know, in the past like week, it's dropped probably about, you know, 10, 12 bucks. But once again, you invest in these companies for the long term, all of a sudden this come this, this industry that is, you know, right now, I, I don't, I don't know the current evaluation of the actual market with, you know, only, only a handful of states actually being legalized with Canada just going legally. Um, but you look at this market that has true potential. I think they said by 2024, um, has a potential to be a $20 billion market. Cause that's when they expect the entire U S to be fully federalized. And just in general, that's just kind of their outlook. So, you know, they're saying it could be anywhere to between a $20 billion company. And they say by 2022, it could be an $8 billion company. So that means that they're seeing that this company, this overall, you know, federally getting legal, uh, you know, federally legalized marijuana, you know, see this actual industry almost, you know, more than double in just overall evaluation of a, of a actual industry. So, you know, these companies that are trading at 34 bucks, you know, yeah, you're going to have to bite the bullet. Now you're going to have to suck it up and, you know, you're going to have highs and lows and that's how every stock is. But once again, you invest in something that you have true faith in and, you know, all of a sudden these companies, you know, in two, three years, you're going to see them kind of pop. And then, you know, that's when you're going to make your money. But at the same time is, you know, the stocks are, you're getting them at a discount. The way that I look at it now is obviously, you know, they've gone high, they've gone low. You're going to get them at a discount now. You know, you look at them in, you, I think even in 12 months, you know, 14 months, whenever they start, you know, CGC, um, they actually acquired a company that's based out of Illinois and Illinois is going to start, you know, selling marijuana legally in 2020, I believe the bill got passed in 2019, but they're not going to be actually selling it until 2020, I believe. So, you know, they started, they start selling that marijuana. They get that on their books. You know, the, the stock's going to be become more and more of a, of a just target um, stock for other people to buy. So all of a sudden you look at a stock going from 34 and then all of a sudden you look at a stock, you know, you know, I, I kind of see it being in the sixties, you know, hopefully relatively soon. And then you kind of look at that, you know, it's like, well, for every one stock you're buying now, that means you're going to, or, you know, for every two stocks, you're only going to be getting one stock once it gets up in those sixties. So, you know, once again, you kind of look at that, especially whenever you try to buy a lot of stock, you know, something, something that I kind of, I think about is, you know, I never really buy 
a short amount of stocks unless it's a really, really high expensive stock. So like if I bought Lulu Limit at 190 bucks, you know, if you wanted to buy 10, 10 stocks, it would cost you, you know, almost two grand. So, you know, at the same time as if you want to buy a hundred stocks, you know, cost you, you know, just an extra hundred grand, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. So, you know, while it cost, what cost you $1,900 to buy 10, it would cost you, what is that? $19,000. Sorry. My math was absolutely terrible on that. $19,000 to buy a hundred. Is that right? Is that right? 190? I think so. So don't quote me on that. I don't know. I don't, I'm literally sitting here trying to do this math like in my head. So I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, if you want to buy a hundred at $190, it would be $19,000 you'd have to invest. So, you know, once again, it, whenever you invest in those big high price point stocks, you know, you have to have some money to play around with, but you know, you kind of look at some of these other stocks, you know, don't, don't, I'm talking about high amounts. So I'm not trying to scare people away from investing. I probably just did a very not good thing for you guys. Um, talking about that high income, but you know, so say you wanted to, you know, invest in acreage, you know, or Aurora, sorry, Aurora cannabis, you know, they're trading at 641. You know, this is a, this is a company that once again, you know, their 52 week high is at 12 bucks. So this stock has the capability of trading that, you know, it hasn't been that since, you know, since I think, you know, maybe mid 2018 or a later part of 2018, but you know, at the same time is this is a stock that has a ton of acreage. They have a ton of actual um, product and, you know, long-term wise, they say this is going to be one of the safest um, actual marijuana companies because they don't, they're not invested in any other company. They're all kind of by themselves. And, you know, once they get kind of legalized, they can see the stock really, really getting popped. So, um, so, you know, once again, a $6 stock, you know, you can buy a hundred of those for 600 bucks. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the nice thing is, you know, you can buy a large portion of the stock. And then once again, you kind of hold on to it. You want to hold on to a stock for over 12 months. So you don't have to pay the premium on the actual stock. So, because if you sell it, it's considered um, considered short-term trading. You have to pay pay a premium to trade within those twenty-four hours or twenty first twelve months um, if you take a profit. So just kind of something to remember because tax season will come and get your money. That is for sure. I made made a really really good um, amount of money last year off the stock market, and the stock market came calling for their amount because I didn't hold the stock for twelve months. So. Um, so you do want to make sure that you pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So sorry, lots of stock stuff. Sorry about those numbers. I'm kind of embarrassed to see how terrible my math was on that. So not a hundred thousand dollars, $19,000. So, uh, um, but nonetheless, a lot of good stuff with stock markets. I think it's really something to kind of keep your eyes on. Even if you're just somebody who you don't really know anything about stocks, you don't, you don't know how to get started. Like legitimately, the easiest way to get started and something that I recommend is I love Fidelity. They have a app that makes it super easy. Um, you just basically, you get onto fidelity.com. You'll have to call representative. You kind of set up your account. It's very, very easy. They're not trying to sell you on anything. Their jobs are legitimately just to help you set up your account. If you have questions, whatever it is, their jobs are to make your life a little bit easier. So I would highly recommend, you know, if you have, you know, a little bit of money that you just want to, you know, you have 200 bucks, you know, you just want to, you're like, oh, you know, like I want to put a little bit of money in the stock market, you know, call Fidelity, set up account. Um, and you know, just put a little bit of money. And the best part about it is it's going to make you more knowledgeable about just in general, the economy. And it's going to make you more knowledgeable about a lot of different topics as well. Is it something that you start paying attention to? You start paying attention to different industries. Um, like, for example, you know, if you're buying a house, you know, there's, there's tons of different stocks that are beneficial for houses as well. Um, and with that being said, you know, there's, there's potential in the housing market as well. I think, um, I think that there's, 
there's companies that I think are, you know, that are going to pop with, with this as well, just because of the actual housing market. So kind of think about materials and all that stuff. So like, you know, I think a big one is an actual rental and I'm trying to find it. I follow them, but I think it's trying to find what they are. Um, can't think of it, but they, they basically rent out heavy machinery. And the reason why this is a big thing is so whenever companies want to go build, say a new subdivision, instead of buying the actual products, what they'll do is they'll rent these items, um, and then they'll build it and then they can go take them back to those people and they can kind of move on from where they are. So, so that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. Um, I don't know where it is. I can't find it, unfortunately. Um, all right. So I'll have to get back to you guys on that one. Cause I don't know which one that one actually is. Um, but nonetheless, um, a lot of good stuff with the stock market. So I recommend, you know, just put a little bit of money in it, pay attention to it and investing, invest in things that you like and that you believe in. Um, I invest in Tesla because I think Tesla is an awesome stock. I think Elon Musk is one of the five most genius people to probably ever walk the earth just from, just from an overall intelligent standpoint. Um, and I like to invest in companies that I think have a bright future and that are trying to change the world a little bit. You know, I think that he's trying to do good things. Um, and then same thing with CGC, I think, you know, marijuana, I think it has a ton of benefits that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Um, and I think it's something that has real potential to kind of bust or kind of boom out, especially in these next like five to 10 years. So once again, that's just my recommendation. Um, and I just think that it's kind of something that I've been asked about a lot. So I want to kind of give my insight on the situation as well. Um, so the next thing is we're going to be doing a mock draft. So um, this is, once again, I kind of said it in the opening. This is a 10-team, um, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one normal flex, so running back, wide receiver, tight end, and one receiving flex, wide receiver, tight end. And then there's a kicker and defense, but we don't draft with those. So I'm just going to do eight rounds um, just real quick. It, the nice thing is I use the sleeper app. It's pretty cool. Um, you can actually invite your friends to do the actual app with you. So like me and one of my buddies, Cam, we'll do like a little mock draft together. So, you know, he, and, you know, his wife is in our other league as well. So kind of cool thing is that, you know, his wife is drafting like first in our draft and then he's drafting, I think, fourth in our draft and then I'm drafting 10th. Um, so the nice thing is, is we actually did draft with all, all three of us in it. We invited each other and hopped in it. Um, and the kind of cool thing is, is, you know, kind of get to see what other people are kind of thinking, whether drafting, because, you know, once again, otherwise you're kind of drafting against a computer. So one thing I have done in this draft, just kind of let you guys know, the kind of cool part is, is you can kind of set this up to accordingly. So I manually set, uh, Melvin Gordon in the third round, um, to the third team, just, you know, so he's picked 303 right now. The reason why I did that is because otherwise the computer takes him like in the, you know, number eight or number nine spot in the first round, which I don't, if he's holding out, there's no way he's getting drafted in the first round. He'll get drafted maybe in the third, fourth round, um, just for the hope of, you know, cause if he does come back, then all of a sudden you get a running back one, um, with a ton of potential. And then what else I did was I moved, um, where is it? I moved um, AJ Green. I put him in, I believe, the seventh round, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I put him at the 7-2 spot. Um, the reason I put AJ Green there, once again, dude's hurt. I think he tore ligaments. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. He's going to miss the start of the start of the actual um, season. So the reason why I did that is because before he was going at about the 405 spot. Um, so I dropped him, dropped him, you know, additional three rounds just because that's where I kind of see him because, you know, once again, guy's going to probably miss the first, you know, two to four weeks of the season. And then if you get him back and he stays healthy, you're going to have a fantastic wide receiver. But if he comes back and he's hurt, 
then you just have a bust. But I think someone will probably take a shot on him in the seventh, eighth round. So it's kind of what to be expected. So that way you guys kind of kind of know the rules. This is half point PPR. Um, I'm drafting in the 10 spot for this draft. Um, my other draft, I'm drafting seven, um, but I'm just drafting 10. I like to be in the turn. I think it's kind of fun to kind of give you, give you guys a point of view there. So to start off the first draft, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Zeke, uh, Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, Julio Jones, Devon, uh, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Hopkins. Now it's me. Um, so one thing that I've been kind of going through is um, going through the running backs, kind of the running backs I'd be looking here is Joe Mixon, James Conner, and then wide receivers, um, Michael Thomas, OBJ, Tyreek Hill, Juju. So those are the kind of guys you're kind of looking at. You, I could also take a shot on Travis Kelsey. A lot of people ask me whether I've been drafting Patrick Mahomes, and I haven't been because he's been getting drafted early in the third round. Um, so I haven't really been touching him. So first round, I'm going to take Michael Thomas, OBJ, um, take those two those two guys. I like those offenses, and plus, I don't know, that's just kind of what I like. Um, Tyreek Hill, I think, has a ton of potential. I would take Tyreek Hill here, um, but I'm really excited to see what OBJ does in that offense. I think with them having... Um, Landry Jones, or what's his, um, having, was it Landry? Landry's the wide receiver? Yeah, Landry, and then they also have um, the the tight end that's pretty solid there, and then they also have Chubb, so, you know, not tons of, you know, they can't just isolate Odell with double covers the entire game, so I like that, but um, then right after me, there he goes, Tyreek, Juju, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Travis Kelsey, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, um, going into the third round, first pick, Damian Williams, Patrick Mahomes, Melvin Gordon, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, Derek Henry, Keenan Allen, and then now it's to me. So the kind of cool thing with me is I have my two star wide receivers. Um, you know, I kind of have those those two rocks, the guy, you know, that that's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, kind of what I wanted actually kind of happened. I really like Marlon Mack this year. I really like Marlon Mack. I think he has a ton of potential. My whole thing is with, especially running backs, I like to draft running backs that I think are either going to get a ton of work or play for a good team. Um, because running backs that play for a good team score a lot of touchdowns generally. So I'm going to take Marlon Mack. And then my other kind of spot that I'm going to take, so wide receiver-wise, I do like me some Adam Thielen. Um, once again, I already kind of have my two-star guys. I feel like I need to get some more running backs. Um, I have Devontae Adam, or sorry, Devonta Freeman, um, Josh Jacobs, and Kerryon Johnson. Those are kind of the guys that I'd be kind of looking at here. Um, Devontae Ad, I like Devontae Freeman, but the dude's hurt so often, makes it kind of tough, tough pill to swallow. Josh Jacobs, a rookie. I don't know what Oakland's going to be. Um, so I'm going to take carry on. I think he's going to get a lot of work there in Detroit, especially Patriot system. They run the ball. So carry on Johnson. Amari Cooper goes right after that. Devontae Freeman, Adam Thielen, um, David Montgomery, um, rookie running back for Chicago, Josh Jacobs, George Kittle. Um, my buddy, who's a big San Fran friend, I'll be interested to see where he, he I know he's going to try to take Kittle. So probably right there in that spot. He's actually, I think, drafting fourth in our league. So George Kittle, Brandon Cook, Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, Edelman to the first team. And then um, starting off the first round, Kenny Galladay, Mark Ingram, Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay, Zach Ertz, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Car- uh, Chris Carson, Andrew Luck, and now to me, um, I was really hoping Robert Woods would fall to me, but that did not happen. So um, once again, I have my two-star wide receivers. I got my two running backs. I feel really good about both those guys. Um, and just something that I've been kind of believing in is I think getting a tight end in you know those first six rounds is something that I want to get. There's some tight ends that I'm really looking at that I really like. Um, but I am a Tampa Bay fan. Chris Godwin is there. OJ Howard's OJ Howard's still available. Um, I've been struggling with this because I love both those guys. I can draft both those guys right here. But do I really want that big of a piece of a Tampa Bay team? 
that, you know, I hate to say it, but Tampa Bay has been terrible. So it's kind of tough, tough pill to swallow there. I'm going to take Chris Godwin. And then with all the injuries going on in New York, I'm going to take Evan Ingram um, just simply because they got to have somebody to catch the ball. I mean, they basically have nobody at wide receiver. There's going to just be a bunch of nobodies out there to start off the season, especially if um, Golden Tate doesn't get that appeal. So I'm going to take Evan Ingram. So he's going to be my 6-1. This is my sixth pick, um, sixth round first pick. Um, and then right after that, Tyler Lockett, OJ Howard, Kenyon Drake, Tevin Coleman, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson will go early in my draft with, with a bunch of my buddies. Um, Houston, a bunch of Houston guys. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson will probably be drafting like the fourth round or something in my, my league. Um, then Cooper Cup, James White, Mike Williams. I really like Mike Williams this year too. Um, he was somebody else I was actually thinking about taking right there instead of Chris Godwin. Um, I really think Mike Williams has a lot of potential, especially just in general. Keenan Allen gets hurt. He's going to miss two to four games every year. Mike Williams catches a ton of touchdowns, at least last year he did. So I really like that. And then that Hunter Henry gets taken, seventh pick, first round. Then A.J. Green, I told you I kind of placed him there. Um, Tyreek Cohen, Dante Pettis, Alshon Jeffrey, D.J. Moore, Jarvis Landry. That's who I was trying to say, Jarvis Landry. Tyler Boyd, and then Rashad Penny. So I'm sitting here back into the first round. I can tell you right now, I love the first guy overall. Alvin Kamara, Damian Williams, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, Kenny Galladay, Mike Williams, solid wide receivers, um, two really probably good running backs, except for I saw Damian Williams pulled his hamstring so this kind of freaks me out um hunter henry as his tight end so i like that team one a lot so that's just something i kind of look, like to look at just to look at who has who um team four is really really going to be kind of a crapshoot. I think Devontae Adams is amazing. Todd Gurley, if he's actually the guy, he's going to be incredible. Um, they have Nick Chubb, George Kittle, Philip Lindsay, and Deshaun Watson. So once again, three solid running backs, arguably the top number one wide receiver, a tight end that can be a number one, and then a possible number one quarterback. So team four, really, really solid as well. So just kind of give you guys an idea of what everybody else's team's kind of looking at. So I'm sitting here, seventh round, last pick. Um, I don't have a quarterback. I still need to get another running back as well because I need three runs. So I, well, I don't don't have to have a running back but that um additional flex makes you to where i have my starting offense would be um no quarterback yet but my two running backs would be marlon mack carry on johnson two wide receivers would be michael thomas OD, obj and then i have a running back wide receiver flex right now which i wouldn't have filled my receiver flex would be chris godwin um but right here something kind of interesting i'm gonna do i haven't done this yet in any other drafts i'm just gonna do it because i love this little combo that i kind of have baker mayfield is still available i have obj so kind of an incredible little stack to have there um, i'm gonna take baker right there with the 710 spot and then turn around um, once again i talked about houston i you know once again i like drafting running backs that i think are gonna get a lot of work or play for a good offense um, lamar miller kind of fits both of those things he's available um, i don't like darius guys wide receivers available i'd love me some robbie anderson will fuller has a ton of potential but never stays healthy and then you have daryl henderson he's kind of a crapshoot guy um, backup running back for la especially if um, Gurley's actually hurt so i'm taking lamar miller um and then so that kind of fills that additional spot right there. And then right after me, Darius Geis goes, Allen Robinson went, then Matt Ryan, Robbie Anderson, Daryl Henderson, Will Fuller, Drew Brees, 
Mike Sanders, and then Carson Wentz. Um, I've been, I love, I really like what Carson Wentz is going to be. I think that he's a, he's a huge guy for this upcoming year. But once again, to be able to stack my top wide receiver with his quarterback, it's something that's going to be kind of fun to do. Especially once again in that ten spot, you know, you're going up against guys that are going to have Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. You know, you've got to be able to, you got to be able to match it somehow or some way. So that's why I took that 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 spot. Um, okay, first pick of the ninth round. Christian Kirk. This will be the this will be my last little last little pick that I'll kind of go through with you guys. Christian Kirk, Eric Ebron, Latavius Murray, Sammy Watkins, Jordan Howard, Jared Cook, Marvin Jones, Kyler Murray, and Vance McDonald. So I'm sitting there back end of the ninth round. Um, you know, kind of looking at the guys available. Once again, this isn't some guy that I kind of I didn't force place anywhere, but I think that if he is still there in the ninth round, I'll be pretty surprised. Um, but once again, a chance to get a starting running back. I think that this is kind of a kind of a really potential shot in the dark because you know you kind of have the potential of it being another James Conner situation you know except for I am drafting him a lot earlier than what James Conner went last year James Conner went basically undrafted and was a top five running back for majority of the year Um, but Austin Eckler is still there I'm going to take Austin Eckler um, and then I'm going to wrap it up right there I'm not going to go through the rest of the draft with you guys but because after that is all kind of you know just depends on who lands and who stays there so um, just give you guys a rundown on my actual team starting running or starting quarterback Baker Mayfield um, starting two running backs, Marlon Mack, Carrion Johnson, starting two wide receivers, Michael Thomas, OBJ. Um, my running back flex is filled with either Lamar Miller or um, Austin Eckler. And then my receiving flex would be Chris Godwin. Um, and my tight end is Evan Ingram. So just something kind of fun to do. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about doing mock drafts and stuff like that. You know, once again, I really look forward to football season. I think it's really fun to do. I enjoy fantasy football. It's something I think brings everybody together, especially, you know, some of my friends have kids, you know, I, you know, two of my best friends live in Texas. I have a bunch of friends live in New Mexico, Las Vegas, you know, kind of all over the place. So I have friends all over the place. So it's kind of nice because fantasy football kind of brings everyone together, kind of brings a little bit of shit talking together. So, um, so I think it'll be a good time this year. We're actually doing the fantasy football draft for my guys league, actually the Sunday of my bachelor party. So it'll be kind of cool because, um, a couple of the guys are actually going to be in Vegas with me. So we're going to actually be able to do our fantasy football draft together, which will be really cool. Um, just simply because for one, we'll probably be a little hungover that Sunday night. Um, but at the same time, it'd be kind of cool to kind of sit there, draft with each other and kind of, you know, say what, what we kind of think about it. Cause everybody, after they have their draft, they're like, Oh, my team's going to be the best. So it's always kind of cool to see those highs and lows. Um, cause people are gonna be like, Oh, I should have drafted him or I passed on him and I should have taken him. So it's always kind of interesting. Um, and then actually I think two weekends after we do mine, which is, I think ours is, um, August 18th, um, which is like right at that end of that third week of preseason. So, you know, hopefully you're mitigating how many injuries you have to endure, um, going into the season with, with preseason. So pretty much have all the preseason games wrapped up by then, um, with the third week done the fourth week, no starters really play. Um, and then my other league, um, drafts, I believe like August 30th in New Mexico, which is nice because I'm actually going to be, um, I'm going to try to make it out there to that actual one. So that'll be kind of exciting. So, um, so that'll be kind of cool. So just in all, um, I think it's kind of fun to go through the fantasy football drafts. I think football's, you know, it's kind of my thing, kind of my sport. So it's, it's, it's it is exciting. Um, but yeah, once again, not giving any, not like I'm getting paid by the sleeper app or anything with this, but that's the app that I was using. I, I recommend you guys to, um, to download it, use it. You guys can do so much fun stuff with it too. It kind of gives you guys an idea of where players are going. And at the same time as kind of gives you an idea of, you know, 
what players are going to be around, what rounds and stuff like that, just so you're going to be making the most intelligent decisions. So that's pretty much all I have for you guys. Um, once again, sorry, the long hold off. It's been about three weeks. Um, I'll try to do a little bit better to start kicking them out and try to do another one or two this upcoming week. Um, just try to send out a couple just with summertime in general. Um, but once again, if you guys have any topics you guys want me to talk about, anything that you guys want to get some information on, something that you guys read, um, just shoot me a DM and I'll follow up with you guys. Okay. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks.